Welcome to the Live Better Show with Brett and Jason. We spend time with top performing professionals in their respective fields, chatting about anything from morning routines, creative processes, and biohacks to healthy habits and travel destinations. This episode is brought to you by the Fit Expo. Fit Expo brings exhibitors, fitness celebrities, athletes, health companies, sporting events, and competitions to cities around the U.S. to educate consumers on various fitness disciplines to get involved in. Check out thefitexpo.com to find one near you. Phil the Gift Heath is an IFBB pro and five-time Mr. Olympia title holder, currently in pursuit of number six. He looks towards the future in attaining more Olympia titles, hopefully breaking the all-time record of eight Mr. Olympias. Heath's intention is to represent the sport of bodybuilding in a way that many people can relate to while maintaining the respect the sport deserves. Phil is a prior D1 athlete playing basketball for the University of Denver. He currently participates with the Make It Fit Foundation for increasing autism awareness and owns Gifted Athletics, his apparel company. Our mission for you, our esteemed listeners and the greatest people in the history of ever, is to demonstrate effective techniques of high performers to help you achieve results in your own life. Learning from productive and accomplished individuals gives the opportunity to break down the nuances of success and hopefully provide you with a new way to think about the world. Listen, take notes, and take action. Live better and have the best day ever. Hey everyone, it's Brett Gornick here. Super excited to have Phil the Gift Heath on the Live Better show today. Hey Phil, how's it going today? It's going great. Thanks for having me. Um, Can you just dive into a little bit about yourself, give our listeners some background into what you do and what you're currently up to right now? So right now, I'm currently five-time Mr. Olympia, going for number six, and uh, that's in Las Vegas, Nevada, this September, so I'm very, very excited to repeat as the best bodybuilder in the world. I'm currently traveling the world, doing different types of seminars and meet and greets with a lot of bodybuilding fans, in addition to um, doing some work with the USO for the, our country's military as well. That's fantastic. That That's amazing. So let's get right into it. Uh, five-time Mr. Olympia. Uh, can you explain the rush that you get when you get on that stage? Oh, gosh. I mean, oh, getting on that stage, <laughs> it's uh, – <clears throat> I literally have to take a few deep breaths, primarily because I'm afraid to pass out. <laughs> um, you know, I, I know that there's usually just over 10,000 people in standing room attendance at the Orleans Arena, and you know, when you go up there, it's like so it's so electrifying that you tend to lose where you are. So I, I try to, you know, say a couple prayers before I go up there shake my body around, I'd usually jump up and down a little bit, get myself amped up, and then I go out and do my job. Yeah, that's that's amazing. It's cool to like hear about that preparation that goes goes into it. Um, and and I think that that's what some of the people don't realize is all that all that prep that goes in. You impact so many people. You um, are a social media icon. You um, like you said, travel around the world to, to see people and inspire people. What would you say has been the coolest or most impactful experience that you've had within this health and fitness space? I would say, oh, obviously meeting with uh, kids 
you know, has been like a, a big deal. Been able to speak at some, you know, elementary schools, high schools, even universities. And um, that's been really special to me because I do realize that in this world, especially with social media, um, there's so much propaganda out there that kids don't really have real role models anymore. And the role models that they have could be fake. And uh, we've seen that from time to time. So I take a great honor and privilege to be able to speak to those kids, speak to the young adults about health and wellness, but also like, you know, getting your schoolwork done. I'm, I'm a, I'm a four year graduate at the university of Denver. And, uh, you know, I've, I understand what it takes to get a college education. And, uh, you know, I think it's very, very important that a person in my position explains that, you know, it's not about just working your muscles, working your mind as well and, and creating some type of balance and understanding that this world has a lot of, you know, dangers out there. And uh, you got to play life with your eyes and understand that, you know, you got to keep your head on a swivel in all areas and, and make the best, you put yourself in the best position to succeed. So it's, uh, I would say that, you know, along with, you know, the, the stuff I do with our military, whether it be stateside or abroad, I've been able to work with the USO for quite some time. I've traveled around the world speaking to our troops and other service members, along with the families um, and transition units at Fort Hood to all the way in Okinawa. I mean, I've been a part of a lot of those events. Um, I, I feel like I've, I've had a great journey to be able to, look, I'm, I'm able to lift weights and be the best, but I'm also able to talk to kids, young adults, and, you know, in our military, too, to give them, you know, some inspiration while they're abroad and away from their families. Yeah, I think that that is one of the coolest things about what you do. You're not just somebody that's up there. Obviously, your physical prowess is epic and amazing, but that's not all you're about. You do a lot more than that. You transition to the community. You come speak at these events. You work with children. That That's one thing that on our show here, we just try to preach to people is that health and fitness is the catalyst to do amazing things. You obviously have made it your career choice, but it's also that when you have your mind clear, you're able to work out, you just are able to think more clearly and do a lot more amazing things. Yeah, I, I agree. And um, another thing I'd add is that <clears throat> one of those organizations I work with is called the Make It Fit Foundation, where we focus on awareness for children with autism. And I think that's, uh, I find it very dear to me. My, my brother is actually autistic okay. and um, has been able to receive a lot of benefits so that he now is actually, um, he has a different form of it, but he's, gosh, he's a freaking genius. And this <laughs> kid is just so bright. Um, he should be an NFL player if you ask me, 6'6", 260. I don't know what the heck happened to me, but uh, I'm 5'9", but um, I'm over 260. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> the weight is about the same. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's a, it's about using that platform and finding some philanthropies as well that you find dear to your heart and you, and you entice others to get involved, you know, with that. And it's, you know, we've done four events so far at the Arnold Schwarzenegger Classic Weekend in Columbus, Ohio, where we've been able to reach out two um, organizations within the state of Ohio, including the Ohio State Buckeyes, who have also donated tons of merchandise and memorabilia um, to, to our silent auction, raising tens of thousands of dollars per year. So it's been really cool to be a part of that because um, 
you know, my nickname is the gift and, you know, it's all about using my gift um, in this world to make other people feel something and do better in their own life. Yeah, that's fantastic. When you, um, when you find yourself um, prepping for one of the big shows, I think it's one of the things that a lot of these people look up to. They see that you are dedicated to your craft. Can you give us a breakdown of what it looks like three months out, one month out, and one week out from your competition, whether that's training, mental, diet, or a combination of all three? So right now, we're three, we're three months out, so okay. this is perfect. There you go. Let's get into it. So, so here I am giving all you guys the secret. <laughs> how do we win it? Yeah, how do we win it? Okay, so here we go. Three, three months out, you definitely want to be uh, eating on a schedule. That means every two and a half to three hours, no matter what, no matter if you're going to a friend's house, to a birthday party or barbecue, or to a baseball game or whatever it is, you're always having food near you. So that usually consists of high protein, moderate carbs, and low fats. That also can change as your body, um, you know, as your body looks and it, and it gets used to certain items. Um, the, the training is usually once a day, usually anywhere from 60 to 90 minutes, once a day. And the cardio is usually around 30 to 45 minutes, about five days a week. Now, as the diet progresses, <clears throat> your food choices are going to be different. You're going to have, you know, for me, I usually eat a couple steaks per day. That's going to get diminished into one, if not to once every other day. And that'll be replaced with, you know, some type of white fish, such as like a uh, cod or halibut or, or tilapia. Um, the reason being is because uh, the body can assimilate those those proteins a lot faster and yet get more volume in at the same time. Whereas, you know, we all know with red meat, it takes a little longer to digest. And we're always trying to keep the stomach uh, nice and tight. So those things, you know, you have to play by ear. Uh, different carb sources change. Um, the cardio will change up into two sessions up to, um, I would say, leading up into the show twice a day, morning and night. Um, an hour each with weight training, possibly twice that day as well. So that's where it gets really cranky. Yeah. Now, the week of the show, good Lord help me. <laughs> this, is where, this is where you really figure out um, if, if you're meant for this sport or not. Because it's, it's not physical. It's all mental at this point. Yep. This is the monkey that jumps on your back. Um, type of thing where you know you're running the 400 meter dash and that last 100 meters is like killing you yeah and you know this is where you see someone in a marathon falling down as they're getting ready to cross the finish line this is the people that say you know what i'm built for this i'm going to challenge myself there's no one standing in my way but me i'm going to do that extra bit of cardio i'm going to do those depletion workouts where now i go from wait a minute, I'm drinking tons of water throughout this entire preparation. Now I'm actually drinking less. Anyone that knows when they're dehydrated, oh, you become very irritable. And <laughs> most importantly, this preparation for my show is going through the summer. So you have to imagine living in high altitude, being above 90 degrees, it's miserable. So going into Las Vegas, which is a freaking desert in the show, you're training inside, but you're still living outside, you know, going to run errands still. It's, it's just a disaster. So you have to have a plan. Anyone that wants to get involved in any type of fitness thing, you got to have a plan because that decreases what? 
a lot of ambiguity and a lot of stress. So that last week, you know, I've got, oh gosh, about 50 pounds worth of protein. I've got, you know, 30 to 40 pounds worth of freaking carbs, such as potatoes and rice. Uh, and I'm figuring out like what type of combination of both, including fats, is going to make me into the champion. And uh, that last week, I mean, I'm dropping a sodium and then I'm loading it and then I'm dropping it again. I'm, I'm pushing carbs in like crazy. I'm eating through the night. It, it, just talking about it is exhausting. <laughs> and, you know, all the while trying to keep your wits about yourself, you're still doing interviews throughout the week. Yep. You know, you still, we have a big meet and greet. You know, we have press conferences, stuff like that. So, and, and to be honest, you know, you want to keep your wits about yourself because you want to have those pictures and those videos to look back on and say, I wasn't a freaking zombie as I thought I was. So yeah. you, know, you want to have some cool pictures, some cool <laughs> moments, but at the same time, you're, you're visualizing what you're going to look like. You're visualizing how you're going to pose on that stage because unlike everyone that listens to this, you guys get to pose in front of a mirror. When you're on stage, there is no mirror to make an adjustment. Okay. So you have to have so much mind-muscle control and so much control of your body, which, I mean, gosh, like, how do you do it? We only have it for, like, two hours that we know what we're doing. And if we don't present that within those two hours and we peak after the show or before the show, it's too late. Yep. So it's a, it's a science and a half. It's, it's gosh... It's someone from ESPN needs to follow me around all day <laughs> to get an idea. We need to get I mean, a, a deep really dive crazy. into the daily routine. It's just wild. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, there's no other sport like this. Yeah. There's no other sport like it where everybody's different too. There's some years where I'm at the Olympia and I'm like, oh yeah, this is great. This, and other years I'm just, you know, dragging ass and I'm, pissed off and I'm tired and there's years that there was a year where I was sick two years in 2014 and 2009 I was both sick you got food poisoning in 09 I mean little things like that your body can be so sensitive to the to the littlest thing yep and ruin it for the whole entire show and you have to be resilient imagine eating something and you get bloated and it's a healthy meal but you have to change that within hours before the competition oh man it's uh, <laughs> it's it's incredible what what not just I do but everyone what we do to get up on that stage. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that you mentioned coming down to that final week is the mindset. Um, it's the mental prowess to be able to become and stay a champion. And so, speaking of a champion, you haven't just won it once, two times, three times, four times, but you've done it five. How have you cultivated? This championship mindset, this champion's mindset to stay motivated after you've achieved it once. Most people, you know, can grind because they know that they're going to try to get to the top. But getting to the top and staying at the top, that's a whole nother level of mental prep. How have you done that? I think it comes down to realizing that um, winning can, can be, become habit if you allow your mind to feel that. If you allow yourself to realize that there's a kid out there that gets straight A's all the time. We all knew that kid. Why is this any different? Yes, the body can do some crazy things. Of course. But there has to be somebody that could be 
aware of their ability and not be afraid to succeed. I'm, I'm a person that's not afraid to succeed. We live in a society where, you know, if, if your kids say, oh, I want to be president of the United States or, or better yet, you know, oh, I want to get straight A's and win a, or win a national spelling bee, you'd be like, oh, yeah, go for it. The minute you say, or let's say like a, like remember when LeBron James said he wanted to win, not one, not two, yep. not three, not four, everybody got mad at him. Why are you getting upset at a person that is setting his sights on a goal? Yep. Um, you're literally saying, you're literally limiting that person. Why? When you would never do that to a child. You would never do that to a young adult to say, oh yeah, you'll never be a manager at this place or anything like that. You, how dare you do that to a grown adult who's already proven that he is capable of doing it? Yep. And why? And how dare you put barriers in front of this person for no reason when you're not even competing against that person? So for me, it was like, okay, I won, I won my first two pro shows. I put myself in a better position to win bigger and better shows. The minute I won my first Olympia, I was like, okay, I'm young enough to win more as long as I'm willing to put the time and the effort in and realize that now is going to be how I adjust mentally, like you said. It's really no, to sum it all up, it's no different than when we were kids. Heck, you know, I played video games and stuff. I wanted to get the high score. Yeah. Never been in the arcade. <laughs> you know, especially at an arcade, right? Because you get to put your name on yep. the Yep. I still do that at David Buster's. Right? <laughs> you get I your initials up there. Heck yeah, I want my name up there, man. <laughs> and that meant something to those kids, to those adults, right? But when you buy that old school Nintendo Super Mario Brothers and you beat it you tell your friends oh I beat it but you know what the other kid says well what was your score yeah. and now you're realizing that beating it is not about beating the game it's about how how high my score was holy crap that's a whole other level so <laughs> yeah. for me it's like okay me winning Olympias is great but how many of them have I won with a perfect score see I'm trying to win the Olympia with a, with, as they would say in Mortal Kombat, flawless victory, right? Yep, <laughs> you know, yep. I'm trying to win with a flawless victory. Yep. I've only had one Mr. Olympia where I didn't, I think it was this past year, where I had one point um, off from perfect score. Every year I've had four out of five have been perfect. So that's what I shoot for. No disrespect to any of the guys competing. I just know what I'm capable of, and I'm not afraid to show it. And I want others who are wanting something to go after it and once they get a piece of that don't stop and yep. don't listen to naysayers just go for it you would surprise i surprised myself yeah. my, my girlfriend just yesterday she asked she goes we're in an elevator you just have a plane she says so when you turned pro in 05 didn't you talk about winning the olympia right away and i said no i said if i win one then i'm gonna win a lot <laughs> because i'm not because you, I'm that person that if you give me if if I'm able to win something, you think I want to give that up? Yeah. That, that's why there's only very there's only 13 Mr. Olympias because we guarded that thing to the death. And you ask, it's like, and I have to bring him up, but look at LeBron James right now. Yep. He, how many pictures have you seen with other people holding that trophy? <laughs> Not many. Like he, <laughs> Not he, many. He, I think he took it home. Yeah, he kept it. He took it right off the plane. Yeah, he, and I think everybody understands. They're like, no, this is this is his. 
hey man, can I like borrow for a day? He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> On the court, he'll he'll drop dimes and you know get assists and stuff. But today, he's like, no, this is mine. And yep. really, that's what greats are. I you know they they're like, I earned this. This is mine. Like I treasure this. And for me, that Sandow being the best in the world, that has to matter. So anyone that knows me, I'm going to be extremely competitive. I'm going to challenge myself every year, not disrespect the competition, but realize who I am. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Who am I? And that's all that matters because I can't control what the next guy does. Mm-hmm. You know, I can only control what I, what I have. That's hard enough. <laughs> and just have fun. Most people that watch bodybuilding or see guys in the gym preparing for shows or even weekend warrior guys, they always talk tough like, oh, this is the hardest thing in the world. Well, yes, it is. But real professionals make it look easy. And it's my job to make this look easy. So then you try it and you realize, man, that stuff is really freaking difficult. I don't know how he does it. That's what I want to hear. Yeah. That's what I think is awesome is that I make it look easy and behind those lines, behind closed doors, I am in there killing myself to be the best every day. Yeah, I think that I think one thing you really you really drove home there is that you compete against yourself. Yeah, you're up there and they're judging against other people, but you put yourself on that platform. I think that's something that can translate to everyone. There's a lot of competition these days and us who's better than who and who's doing what, but if you strive to be the best that you can be, that is the ultimate goal, and that's what you're striving to do every single time. You said you're trying to be the per- you're trying to be perfect. Well, that's perfect against yourself. That's you, yeah. and that that's that right there. I think sets a standard that everyone can strive to do. That you might not be the best at something, but if you're your best, that's what you can strive to do. And yeah. I think if we can get to that area and that mental, you know, that mental capability, uh-huh. we can we can strive for for greatness. Have you yeah. have you done anything different? going into this year than you have in the last five winning? Yes. Um, and I'm going to curse. Not okay. giving a shit about <laughs> what anyone has to say. Love it. <laughs> I love that. That's epic. Uh, you, re- I really have, you know, look, I'm going to, this is, this is for the fans to understand that I understand body image issues times that by a million because I'm being judged by how I look. Not just by judges, but by how I look in the press, on your Snapchat, when I'm walking down the street, when I'm at the grocery store, everywhere I go, I have to be judged. Yep. I put myself in that situation. So it it requires a certain level of, of awareness and say, you know what? I can't really be concerned too much about what what a naysayer may do, I can't let them stir me up because essentially, um, think of it like this. You're a glass of water. At the very bottom of it, you have some sediment, right? Um, It could be anger, frustration. It could be all these type of different things, right? The world, especially naysayers, are the spoon, and they come to stir your shit up. (laughs) And what happens now that water that was once clear but has some stuff at the very bottom of the you know the root of it uh-huh. gets stirred up and it gets cloudy and then eventually 
it either stay that way or it will go back to the bottom. Well, if you basically say, look, all that insecurity, all that immaturity stuff that I would normally get caught up in or whatever, I remove all that. I remove that. The world is going to stir your shit up. But what happens to the water when there's no sediment at the bottom? Nothing. The water is still pure. So I'm still okay. It's called weathering the storm, whatever it is. The world can't shake you. world can't shake you. Oh, man. <laughs> now you get to do even more work because it's hard enough to be good, let alone be great. So why allow other people to control your emotions? So it takes a lot of emotional intelligence, and that's a lot of things that had you know I had to become more aware of, you know, dealing with personal stuff in your life, you know, and business and everything. You know, it's hard, and you have and I had to personally learn how to let things go, not get too upset, not lash out, and just handle my business appropriately. And just say, look, am I having fun? Well, I guess. Well, wait a minute, Phil. You just won five Mission Olympics. Are you really enjoying this? And there was some yes and no. It's like, well, if that's the case, I should just quit. Um, and the answer was, hell no, I'm not quitting. So what, the, what I learned is I need to have fun from this day forward. So that involves removing all negativity out of my circle, whether it be friends, whether it be even family, whether it be fans like that say crazy stuff, you know, just to get a rise out of you. It's you have to become so neutral to the BS in order to go forward. So that's what that's the biggest difference. And I think a lot of fans have noticed that this year, a lot more focused. Um, and my body has responded bodybuilding in itself. Like if you don't prepare your mind correctly, your body will not respond. It, there's a stress hormone called cortisol. I mean, it yep. will wash away your gains. It'll throw a ton of water on top of the muscle. And you, you look like you never died a day in your life. So you have to be mentally tough. But I do things that make me happy. It's not, And it's also not about being self-serving either. It's more about, hey, being honest with who I am, knowing what I can control, knowing what situations are out there that are going to put me in a bad mood, and then just removing it. It's just, and that's something that I would tell kids all day is, hey, you know you're going to get caught up if you walk around that corner over there, being with people you don't need to be with. Don't go over there. And don't feel sentiment about uh, uh, those being your friends over there. Let them do what they got to do. Now you go over here and do what you got to do, which is your homework or work, you know, sport or whatever it is, or just being, you know, a proper child. So it's it just, that's the biggest difference is that I'm training hard, I'm training smart, I'm having fun. Yeah, that's amazing. One thing that uh, we preach at Live Better is the mantra of having the best day ever every single day. And I think you literally just summed that up. You, we have the, we have the choice at the beginning of the day when we wake up to wake up thinking that or to wake up and, and letting that sediment stir up letting all this media get to us or whatever it is, like you said, relationships, things like that. Or you can approach every day with that mindset, with that positivity, with that attitude, and that radiates to people. Um, so that that's just, it's epic to hear people actually doing that, that are ultra successful, having that mindset and driving to, to be the best. 
Um, one thing that I think that you mentioned a couple times is is school and the the um, the necessity for education. A lot of people don't know that you were a D1 uh, basketball player yourself um, at Denver, which is pretty tight. How do you think that uh, that 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 you know playing that at that level, playing basketball? How has that translated to your success in the bodybuilding space? Um, the fact that I was able to play or at least, you know, earn a scholarship. I wasn't a star by any means, but by getting the four-year scholarship, you know, graduating five years, all paid, you know, I, I'm proud of that. But what I did learn is how to manage your time because you're a student first. You're a student athlete. So managing your time, understanding um, how to um, – prioritize things with, you know, relationships, friends, you know, all that stuff too. Um, realizing that, uh, you know, you have a heavy task of, of trying to mature very quick because you're at 18, 19 years old trying to figure out, okay, well, this is my class schedule. This is my practice schedule. This is my meal table. This is my film session. Oh, wait a minute. I want to go out this weekend. Can't. I want to go do something. Can't. Okay, when can I have fun? You know, because that's what college was. Yeah. But, you know, I learned that being being a team player was essential playing basketball, of course. But what I really took from it was that, wow, like if I could be accountable for all of my teammates, which I treated like family, I only have to focus on myself. Holy smokes. This is going to be easy because, you know, I was always a self-starter. I was always the guy that wanted to be on time, you know, getting there early. Now that's the same thing. Getting up at 5 a.m. to go do practice, giving up the 5 a.m. to go do cardio, same thing. Yep. Um, traveling, you know, now I travel the world. I, I've been traveling, you know, playing hoops four years straight, you know, as a kid. So, you know, you understand, like, you know, you got a Tuesday, Saturday game, you leave on a Wednesday, you get back on Sunday. Wait a minute, you only had two days of studies in, in class? That means you need to prioritize everything. This is before the internet blew up. Um, so, you know, you learn how to schedule different things. You learn how to overwork. You learn how to work while you're on the plane, in the hotel room, right before the game, on the bus. This is no different than me right now, a meal plan or scheduling conference calls, scheduling calls like this while still maintaining, you know, my proper eating schedule. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 it really probably gave me an advantage over everybody else who didn't have structure in their life at that age between eighteen and twenty three. So I, I think I took a lot away from it, and uh, competition, I will say, was big because although we didn't play in a big time conference, um, the non conference schedule we had was very very tough, and um, I got to be in front of a lot of crazy college kids yeah. and to understand that type of um, heckling compared to bodybuilding it's no it's not even close so um, I was probably built for this because it's it's quite easy if someone's you know I, I could be on stage at the Mr. Olympia and some guy say hey so and so is going to kick your ass or this guy or he's he's oh he's wearing Phil Heath out and he, they're trying to say stuff to get more people looking and then like the judges 
Yep. I've had people sit front row heckling me at the Olympia <laughs> of all places. And I'm laughing my ass off because it's not like you can do anything. Yeah. It's not like basketball where I'm shooting a free throwing and you're you're giving me the finger. These are all like this is just you, oh, so and so's biceps are better. It's like just shut up. Like, you know, it's so funny. So it's it's more like um me understanding what the, the the crazy side of hoops was, yeah. and then bringing that to this, and being more comfortable in my skin. I guess the only harder part is that you are. It'd be like shooting free throws in your posing trunks. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> yeah. that's where the insecurity <laughs> would be. And uh, for bodybuilding, you you have to be so secure with who you are, what you're doing, and be focused on everything. And once you become really good at it. You do tend to hear because I'll hear my coach, I can hear my mom, I can hear my girlfriend. You know, I, I keep out of all those people, I can hear them. Yep. And sometimes you drift, and you may see somebody that you know, and you know, and, and I'm always a jokester, so I'm always clowning around, but I'm having <laughs> fun, you know. So yeah. I, I try to mingle the two. It'd be no different if I was shooting free throws and I'm talking trash to the other team. You know, just that's what you do, right? Yeah. So it's. It's fun. I, I I can't say that for everybody else that I compete against. They probably think I'm a real jerk. <laughs> but because they don't come from that same man- mentality, that same background. But, oh, well, they have to learn. <laughs> because, yeah. Because you're not uh, going anywhere. I do it. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, I'm sure that you are, are getting hungry So um, on your eating schedule. So just want to end with a few rapid-fire questions. So straight off the top of the head. Um, I'm going to fire some out here and just go with the first response. So you've traveled around the world. Favorite travel destination for Phil? Australia. Reason being? The food and the, the well, obviously the water. Yeah. yeah. The beaches. Great. Pick an animal to describe yourself and why? A lion. Why? King, king of the jungle. King of the jungle. Love it. Epic. Um, who is one person you have not met yet? Why would you love to meet them? I'm gonna I'm gonna give you two. Okay. Obama, because he was the first. And we all know what I mean by that. Yep. And Colin Powell. Okay. Because he's someone who should have been running for president. And I want to know why. <laughs> okay, that, that's a good question. I'm sure. I'm sure he'd let you know the answer. Yeah. Um, when you meet somebody, say you were to meet one of them, um, what's your favorite question to ask somebody? And then, what has been the most interesting response you've gotten to that question? What can I do to help? Okay. And um, that usually stumps a lot of people. Yeah, that stumps me. Because <laughs> that's something that they're not, especially people of status. Yeah. That meet someone maybe not of the same status. They're like, wait a minute, what do you mean? So that's usually, they usually realize right away that I'm not trying to take from them. I'm yeah. trying to contribute. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, awesome. Those Those are great responses. It's been... It's been a pleasure for this show. You've you've given us some really good insight, not only into the bodybuilding aspect, how you prep for the show, which I know people that are listening to this are really going to be excited to hear about, but also the mental prep, also how you're, you've been able to sustain yourself, how you're striving for greatness for number six, 
how your mental prep is all there and how you're giving back, not just to the community, but the military and doing that all around the world. We're, we're super happy to have had you on the show today. It's a blessing to, to have people on here that are doing amazing things, spreading a good message. Where can people find out more about Phil the Gift Heath and how can they get connected on your, your projects and what's coming up? Uh, pretty simple. Just go on www.philip, P-H-I-L-L-I-P, Heath, H-E-A-T-H dot com, along with giftedathletics.com. And then all my social media feeds are on my website. Um, just the ampersand at Phil Heath on Twitter, along with at Phil Heath on Instagram. And then it's just forward slash Phil Heath on Facebook. Um, always look for the blue check marks because there's always <laughs> imposters. But um you know, I, I definitely want to leave you guys with this. Give a damn about your success, people. I know sometimes it's hard. I know that there's a lot of that goes on with trying to be able to just get up in the day. I understand it. I'm a human being, no different than you. No different than you. But I want to leave you with the understanding that if you want something you never had before, be willing and courageous to do something you've never done before. And that, my friends, is called being fearless because you get rid of that damn fear and you do some incredible stuff. And that's what being great is really about. And then when you're and then when you actually do get some success, be willing to help somebody else. Okay? Don't just keep it to yourself. Don't keep that gift to yourself. Give it to somebody else. Give them your ear. Give them positive perspective. Positive perspective could mean that you went through some trials. But give them something so then they can get theirs too. And if we're all focused on, yeah, we want to be self-serving and get, we want to get ours, totally get that. But at some point, it's your job on this earth to help somebody else. And if you're not doing that, you didn't leave a good footprint on this planet before you pass on. So... Just keep that in mind when you're out there being self-serving, taking those selfies all day. You got <laughs> to make sure that you're doing something that means something, you know. And for all those young guys out there, young girls out there, hey, stay off that social media from time to time. Pick up some books. Let's, let's encourage ourselves to become wiser, stronger mentally. And um, for all those people that still have their parents around, give them a hug. Tell them you love them. And then more importantly, those kids that are going to school, show some respect to your elders, especially your teachers, because those people spend more time with you than your actual family does. Yep. And they care about your well-being. So be sure to do that, guys. You know, I really appreciate being on, on this call. You know, I don't do a whole lot of these during the prep, but I'm very thankful that we got to do this. And I hope, hope can do it again after I win number six. Yeah, we'll bring you back after number six to hear how, how everything went. Thanks so much, Phil. Um, have the best day ever.